0: praise God. It's great to be here. It's exciting. It's exciting to hear what God is doing amongst you. It's exciting to be in this meeting tonight. It's a privilege. It's an honor. I've always said, you know, with ministry, I can't believe I get to do this. And that will change your life if you think like that. I can't believe I get to do this because one of the things I'm experiencing going around the country is getting deep into people's hearts is this total discouragement. It's a weapon of the enemy. He wants to discourage God's people. He wants to undermine the value of your voice that you have. And I'll tell you, friends, God always starts with the impossible. He starts with the impossible. That's why he took a man like Abraham and Sarah, who was 90 years of age, and said, I'm going to take two old people, I'm going to take a man at 90 and a woman that's barren, and I'm going to cause a nation to be birthed, because he starts with the impossible. He's looking for people who know in themselves, I am nothing and I have nothing. He told Gideon, go in the strength that you have. And I I know for you who know the story of Gideon, you need to ask yourself, what strength? Let me tell you what strength he had. He had no strength. And God said, that is the strength you need to have if you want me to use your life. None. I'm not looking for people who are strong. I'm not even looking for people who are Really educated and talented and maybe even gifted in the natural. All those things are beneficial, and I think we should go for them. But God is, is looking for people who will say, go, go in the strength that I'm giving you, go in your weakness, go in your nothingness, and I'll use your life. And I'm telling you, there's people here who you know, discouragement all around the country. As 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 the pastor said, you know, I do a lot of travel, I'm privileged to travel, I get a wide speck of the church. I'm I'm in one setting, so I get to travel. I have pastored. I've been in one setting, but I get to travel, and I see the white speck, and the one thing that always comes, people coming up, I'm discouraged. You know, there's a warfare going on, and, and it's just to take one blow too many, and they, they, they just feel, look, I, I can't even get a breath to, to get a fight back. I need a second wind. I want to tell you about the, the Holy Spirit is not the spirit of a man. He is not the spirit of a denomination. He's a spirit of God, and he comes alongside us, and he reminds us of who Jesus Christ is. He reminds us of a gracious and incredible, powerful Savior. He reminds us who Jesus Christ is. They you know the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Yeah. The enemy wants to take the fight out of you, wants to take the guts out of you, but I want to tell you, there's something in us that can't die. There's something that won't. You, you're here? If you're here tonight, you're in the victory. If you're sitting here tonight, you're in victory. If you've came in your discouragement, if you've came in depression, if you've came in your sin, if you've came, whatever you've came with, you're here and you're in the the victory. And you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. And we're here tonight and I believe it's by divine appointment I'm standing here tonight. I I just believe in the sovereignty of God. I believe God's going to move. I've no doubt God's going to move. That's not some positive thinking preacher. That's faith. It's believing. And you're going to have to, somewhere in the depth of your gut, say, God, through the darkness, through the struggle, through the fight, I believe you're Jesus, you are Christ, and that with God all things are possible. All things are possible. So maybe you've come in the night, you know, and you forgot about Abraham. Maybe you've thought, God, I'm not strong enough. God, I can't do this. And God, God is saying, at last. At last. You, you're starting to get it. When were you ever strong enough to do anything for me? When did you ever have enough talent, enough gifts, enough money, enough anything to do what I've asked you to do? And when you step out in faith and you see a building materializing like this, people will look in through those doors one day and go, that bunch of people did that. That's impossible. And you'll stand up and go, you're right. But let me tell you about a God who uses the foolish things in the world, to confound the wise. Can anybody say Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. I want to just preach to you, maybe for 20 minutes tonight, and then we'll leave room for God to move. God's already spoke. The power of Christ is in this room. God is looking for people who will take Him at His word. And that's what I'm going to speak tonight. If you wanted a title, If you're taping it or you want a title for your notes. Taking Jesus at his word. And there's a story in the Bible in Mark. Matthew 8. Starting from uh, verse 5. And as you're turning there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the power of the Christ. Thank you for the power of your spirit. We bind every principality and power and every lying, discouraging spirit that would hinder the moving of your spirit tonight, Lord, or try and hinder. And we pray tonight, Lord, for a liberty in this room. We pray for a liberty in the name of Jesus. We pray where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, I ask for your anointing. I ask again, Lord, for boldness and the power of Christ. Lord, there's nothing in me that could produce anything for these people. There's no striving man-made gimmicks or phony fire. Just let your anointing break the yoke tonight. And let people be saved, let people be freed, let people be encouraged. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Matthew 8, verse 5. Taking Jesus at his word. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him imploring him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Now, this is a man coming to Jesus with a problem. He's coming to Jesus with something that the world can't fix. He's coming with something that doctors can't fix. I thank God for technology. I thank God for the advancement in cancer. I thank God for psychology and and what God is really helping man to help people whose minds are broken, hearts are broken, lives are shattered. I thank God for all the advancement that helps people find peace and rest. But there are just some things in life that men can't fix. There are some things in your your body that doctors can't heal. But there is a creator who, who made you and who can heal you. And I don't know how this man got to the point, but he comes to Jesus and said, My servant, listen to what he said, My servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. That's the willingness of Christ. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. In Ecclesiastes 4.8, it says, where there is the word of a king, there is power. Let me tell you something about authority. Authority is the strangest thing in the world to me. I am boggled when people come to hear me speak. Or I get invited to speak. I thought, well, why would you come and hear me speak? Authority is the most strangest thing. I've, I've seen the most unusual people with the authority. The power. And I look at them and I think, there's, there's really no nothing about you. But when you stand and speak, something... Have you ever seen lollipop men? Lollipop women? It's amazing. They're getting younger, but they used to be, but what I would say is more mature. Years ago when I was at school. And a few uh, years ago, I was, I, I was taking my son to school and you know, we were crossing the road and but the, there was a, a more mature lady in her 60s with a jacket and a pole. And as we were crossing, she went, I went, And and she stepped out in the middle of the road and a lorry was coming. Five ton lorry. And a weak 65 year old woman stopped a five ton lorry. Do you know why? Because somebody gave her authority. She's weak. She's frail. She has nothing. But somebody said, I'm giving you authority. And that authority can stop a two-ton, five-ton truck with a big biker and tattoos everywhere, and he needs to stop because he knows deep down, if I don't stop, even though she's weak, even though she's frail, if I mess with her, I'm going to be messing with somebody who's bigger than her, who gave her the authority. You need to understand authority. If you're going to understand what this man was coming to Jesus, he, Jesus, as you get to the story, this man understood this that where the word of a king is, there is power. He understood one thing. This man has authority to cast out demons. I've heard that he heals the blind. I've I've, I've heard that people were dead, and he lifted them up with just the power. And he stood at the, the grave of Lazarus, and his voice went in and woke a man up who was dead. Because God the Father gave the Son authority. word of God is divine it's not natural, it's powerful you're not dealing with the words of a man you're dealing with the words of God you're dealing with the words of Christ now God is looking for somebody to just believe God I believe you can do what you said you can do and that little lollipop woman you can stop that. But see, as soon as she takes her uniform off, doesn't matter what she does. People say, shove off, move. I'll come by. Don't you try to, what are you trying to do? It's like a police officer. He's a man, just like me and you, that I tell you, put the suit on, put the hat on. The ordinary days look at you and you think you've done something wrong. You're like, was it me? Have I done it? You've not done anything. Have you, you ever been on holiday? And the passport people go, did you pack your own bag? knew you are like that. Yeah. They make you feel, you know, is it just me? Has anybody else done that? You know, you think, what have I done? It's just an authority. I think, why am I so nervous of these people? Because I'll tell you, all authority has been given by God. There's something about authority and if a 65 year old woman you don't understand the authority you're sitting with and the devil wants to undermine it and he wants to undermine your voice and he wants to undermine your testimony and he under, un, wants you to undermine how God could use your life and instead of accepting things you need to start exercising the authority that Christ has given his church I ain't moving for anybody I don't care how weak I look I don't care how foolish I look I know my redeemer lives and I know the authority that Christ has given me and you need to stand in that authority but know what's wrong the church has become problem conscious of our own weakness rather than conscious of the greatness of Christ. I better, I better get this sermon. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I really do, and I know already God is starting to start to break up ground here. I know already got, right now somebody's gone. Do you know what? That's right. That's right, man. I am weak. I am feel. I forgot. I forgot about my. Yeah, I'm meant to be weak. I'm not meant to be strong. I'm not meant to be able to do this. That's what faith's all about. That's what gives me a testimony. I'm going to get up. I'm going to start singing. I'm going to start praising. I'm going to start believing. I'm going to start moving to the streets. I'm going to fill this building. I believe God can do great things here. New carpet. I'm believing God to carpet the whole place. I'm believing God to change every roof, every wall. I'm believing God for great things. I'm involved in a great work. I can be part of this work. We can be part of a great thing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on. Anyway, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I'm, I'm not worthy to come, you to come under my roof. But to say the word and he will be healed. For I, I, I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes. And I say to another, come. And he comes. And I say to my slave, do this. And he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. And said to those who were fallen, Truly I say to you, I have not found so, such great faith in anyone in Israel. I say to you, that many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and the kingdom of heaven. This is faith in action. Jesus also said in Luke 6.46, I'm not going to read it all, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not and do not do what I tell you. I tell you, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he's like in practice. And he, he talks about one building his life on a rock and another one building his life on sand. But he wants us to believe his word. Jesus is looking for people who's going to take him at his word. Now, there's people here tonight, you're going to need to take Jesus at his word because there's people here tonight, maybe you're not a Christian, you're sitting here and, and, you, and you say, I don't even know Jesus. But I'll tell you, the, the, the Bible says this to you who are here tonight for the first time, and you don't know Jesus. And you said, even if I died, I don't even know if I'd go to heaven. If I died, I don't even know if I'd go to hell. I don't even know if there is a heaven or a hell. But the Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible says that you can know forgiveness. Forgiveness. I think even God's people have forgot how forgiven he is, how graceful he is. I think we've forgot how forgiven God is. I think we've forgot about the cross and the blood and the power of God's forgiveness. We're under a new covenant. Uh, you know, Abraham believed God, and it was accredited him for righteousness. I want to tell you tonight, I was a drug addict for 10 years. I couldn't fast enough, pray enough, or come to church enough to be forgiven. He's, he's asking somebody tonight to take him at his word and believe that Jesus can forgive you for everything you've ever done wrong. There's not a doctor who can take guilt and regret and pain. You, you can drink it away, you can work it away, or you can run away, but only God can forgive. Only God can take away your guilt. Only God can take away and, and, and make a man be forgiven. But it, I, you, I, you know that's why he's looking for somebody to believe that. That's what the gospel's all about. You preach it and people believe. Yeah, I believe that. And they get saved. I'm not trying to work it all out. It's not gone, well you know if I fast enough and pray enough and I get good enough. No. When I get to front of Jesus Christ and I say God and the father says, why do you think I should let you into heaven? And I'll say, well, there's only one reason I can come in. It's because I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, but God will say, then you're my friend. You're my friend because you just believed. You were crazy enough just to believe that I can forgive you. You can be crazy enough to believe that your, your, your past is your past. And there's people here who are letting their past determine their future tonight. You need to take Jesus at your word. Draw a line in the sand. And say, I need to believe that my past cannot affect my future. That I'm forgiven. I need to shake off these chains. Shake off this guilt and regret. And say, God, have mercy on me. Forgive me. Come and change my life. And I'll tell you, with that, the authority that's in Christ. The authority of his word. I want to tell you, the seed is good. It can do what it says it can do. It can sober up a drunk. It can heal an addict. Cancers can be gone. Tumors can be gone. Arthritis can be healed. The blind can see and the lame can walk. But we're so full of unbelief. We say amen, but in our heart we go, no. But yes, the seed is good. Nothing wrong with the seed. It's the heart, it's the problem. It's the ground that goes into it. You get one person here tonight who's crazy enough to take Jesus at his word and you'll shake the whole of hell, and you'll take this town for Jesus. One person. I mean, what do you need to preach the gospel? You need a box, a voice, and the Holy Ghost. Who told us you need money? I tell you, start there, and God starts moving. Do we need money? Yes, but you don't start there. You start with obeying this word, and then I'll tell you, all of a sudden, sovereignty moves in. God starts moving. And God, Jesus said, I've never seen faith like this in the whole of Israel. Why? Because this man believed Jesus. Do you believe Jesus? Do you believe him? Do you believe he can do what he says he can do? This Centurion had faith. He believed Christ. He believed the word of God. It says in Hebrews, the word of God is living in act of power, like a two-edged sword. It discerns the thoughts of men. That's what it says. It says in Isaiah 55, 11, listen to this. So my word, which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desired for it to do. My goodness. Praise God. It's not going to come back void. If he says he can save you, he can save you. If he said you can be healed, you can be healed. If he said you can preach, then Preach he said he's giving you authority then use it if he said he wants to fill you with a homeless spirit then be filled if he said he wants to use your life then let him use your life his word won't return void it can do what it says it can do believing do you know the thing about believing this is what I love about this, this story somebody who's illiterate and not educated can believe A dying man on a cancel board can believe. A child at five can believe. Somebody who's intelligent and a professor and full of philosophy can believe. Oh, he made it so easy. And we've made it very complicated. What happened? Remember when you first got saved? You never needed a... a, an evangelism course. You nip, you, the fire of God was in your bond. You couldn't stop you. Yeah. Do you know what? We're, we're over-teaching everything to the point where there's so much head knowledge, and you need to ask yourself, where is the power of God? Over nobody did with guys in Teen Challenge. They come in heroin addicts for fifteen years. They get saved and they get baptized in the Holy Ghost. We get them baptized in the Holy Ghost first, and then we give them a study. And we say, that's what happened to you. Do you know why we do that? Because some of these guys have no goat six weeks. They need the power of God right now. They need it today. They don't need a six-week course. They need the Holy Ghost. We lay their hands on them. They get filled with the Spirit. They begin to pray in tongues. The power of God comes on them. They hit the floor. They get back up, and I'll tell you, fifteen years heroin addiction, broken in the name of Jesus. We're seeing it. They don't even know. I'm not against teaching. But boy, I tell you, we have teaching tapes, we have God Channel, we have UCB, we have books, we have everything, and where is the power of Christ? I'll tell you, power comes out of being with Him, and power comes out of believing. Yeah. Not out of knowing everything, it comes out of believing. And when I was a drug addict for 10 years, I walked into a little church, and by the way, it was just like this. It wasn't far from like this. I was sitting up there, I the "Oh, I walked into a wee church like this 29 years ago. I didn't, do you know what? When I went into Teen Challenge, do you know I didn't know what year it was. I didn't know if it was 89 or 69 or 99. I didn't know who the president was. I had one pair of jeans, a t-shirt, and a pair of shoes with a pair of holes in it. My as well something into my head and I was under psychiatric treatment because I tried to take my own life. Didn't know where I was coming or gone. Couldn't see a future. Sat at the back of your church and a guy started preaching. And I tell you, I sat there and I thought, I believe that and the power of God hit me and I've never been the same since. What, what that one out? That one out. and I can, I can honestly stand on this stage and tell you I've never had a cigarette or a drink or a drug since then couldn't read or write I was dyslexic, teen challenge had to bring an English teacher in he teach me to read today the studies so I could pass the tests but I was daft enough to read this bible and go I believe that and I've believed it ever since I've been in ministry for over 20 years God owes me nothing. I was an imbecile, and an idiot, and a wretch, and I took him at his word. I'm telling you, there's power in the name of Jesus. When's the last time you put all your books away, or the tapes away, or the God channels away, and just went out in a closet and said, "God, I have a friend who's sick." When's the last time you went to the people on the street and said, listen, I'm coming to you with the word of God. See, we need to put faith in the word of God, don't we? When you go to those streets, when you're in your factory working, wherever it is you're working, I mean, be bold enough to just say, Jesus loves you. I saw somebody said to me, God's got a plan for your life and he loves you. I started laughing. I went, yeah, ha, ha. Next day I was in church. And then then he went, ha, ha, ha. And I went, boo, hoo, hoo. But the power of God's word is phenomenal. And the Bible says it's powerful. In fact, in Matthew 24, it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will last forever. Listen to this, Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Listen to this as well. It's Psalm 119. You don't need to Psalm one hundred and nineteen twenty-five. There are three verses in Psalm 119. Psalm 119.25 says this, My soul cleaves to the dust, quicken me again, according to your word. He's talking about a man who's earthbound. Something's happened to his life. He said, I need quickened again. I'm in the dust. I've took more than a man can take. I'm discouraged. I'm down. I'm earthbound. I can't take another day. I can't take another day. I can't take another blow. I can't take another fight. I can't take any more rejection. I can't take another arrow from the fiery darts of the enemy. I can't take another day. And where does he go? You know, where does he go? I'll tell you where he goes. He goes to the Word and he says, God, quicken me again according to... Anybody need quicken tonight? Quicken me again according to your Word. I'll tell you, one touch for the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, he'll so power you. so empower you. I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to know when you go and brush your teeth in the morning. And I've said, God, I can't take another day. And you open the Bible. Have you ever done it? And the scripture. You've been reading for years comes alive. And then you become alive. And then you go, God, I'm sorry I said that. And maybe there's somebody here tonight like that. You're in the dust. Your life's in the dust because of some of the decisions you've made. Your life's in the dust because you're so full of guilt and regret, you can't even get up. You smile. But it says in Proverbs, even in laughter, the heart is full of sorrow. You come in and you're smiling. and Maybe you're a young man and woman and you're here. And you're saying, you know, know, there's this facade on your face. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm cool. I'm fine. But inside you think, man, I walk in the street with a hundred people and I still feel lonely. Deep down, I'm in the dust. I need forgiven, I need loved, I need quickened. Somebody help me, I'm in sin. Maybe there's somebody here, you think, man, I'm embarrassed to go back to God again. I've failed him so many times, and that's a lie for the enemy. God says his mercy is new every morning. His love never comes to an end. The devil's a liar. Who are you going to believe, God or the devil? I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe God. I need to believe God. Forgiven, loved. Chosen, what a word! chosen. I'll get you up at your bedroom and I'll put your finger in that one word, chosen. Thank God, you, thank God, we've only voted in. There's more people who don't like us than like us, but you've been chosen by the Master. And this man in this Psalm says, "Quicken me again, according to your word." That's how powerful God's word is. And I'm going to say it for this pulpit tonight. I'm going to say prophetically as you start to get your voice. I mean, your voice when you get disentangled from our own weakness and our own self-consciousness and believe God again for great things, that the very voice that would come out of this little building can pour into those streets and the addicts and alcoholics and the broken will say, I don't know what it is about your voice, but I'm starting to believe something's happening inside of me. Which church do you go to? And when they come in, they're going to hear the word of God and they're going to say, I believe that. And at this very altar, people are going to get saved. And they're going to have testimonies in years to come. Can you say amen? Come on, you need to believe that. That's why you're here. That's why God has given you it. He's giving you here. Not to come together and have a great project, but to go hey, get out there and tell them. And I want I'm gonna use little old you get your lollipops gear on and let's give it a go. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's amazing how the Holy Ghost will use you. Just a few months ago, we were out with the evidence and I was preaching in uh, Middlesbrough and we just finished preaching. The pastor said, look, we'll take you to McDonald's. I thought, why don't we splash (laughs) out? I'm always joking. joking. But we went to McDonald's and we're all sitting there and just about eating my hamburger and an old lady caught the corner of my eye. She was cleaning up the floor in McDonald's and God said, I want you to go and tell her that. I love her. I know. do you ever get, do you ever, you go, oh, no. You just think, I'm eating my burger, I've just finished ministry, I'm sitting here at McDonald's, and I'm just eating this burger, and God says, I want you to go and tell her that I love her. And you know, and you know we did deals with God, we say daftons, you say, okay, God, if that's really you, then let an elephant walk by the window right now. <laughs> I mean, we do some crazy stuff, instead. we don't, you know, something in us, and I couldn't, I, took, I tried to eat, and I couldn't, and God said, just go over, and she was, she was about 60-odd, and she was mopping the floor of McDonald's and so I started I thought I'm right okay I'm just gonna go so I started walking towards her like very slowly through the crowd (laughs) middle of McDonald's and she never moved so eventually I got to her (laughs) and you know how you're going to start a conversation this is a total stranger in the middle of McDonald's and I just said hi and said oh hello and I didn't know where I was going to go. And I said, I was over there eating my hamburger. And I just wanted to say, this place is spotless. Thank you. It's very clean. And I just wanted to say thank you to you. I noticed you clean in there. And I just thought, it's really clean here. And I just had to come out and say, thank you. Because it looks nice. And you know, you must really take pride in your work. And the Holy Ghost is gone. Just tell her. <laughs> but I'm trying to get in. And she's looking. She goes, well, you know, that's what I do. And, and I said, but the other reason I'm here. I said, see that church over there? And she went, yeah. And I said, I was over there because I'm a minister of the gospel. And I said, I sitting and I eat my burger and I said, and God told me to come over and tell you that he loves you. And she broke. She put her arms around me and she said, I said, she called me son because she was about 60, 63. And she went, oh son, I was married for nearly 40 years. My husband died last month and I had to get myself a wee job because we never had a lot of money. Oh, I do miss him. And she was in my arms in the middle of McDonald's. Jesus went to McDonald's that day. He wasn't a front, front and order. I said, what's your name? She said, Rose. I I, I took 20 pounds. I put it in her hand. I said, I want you to do something, Rose. I want you to buy a rose. Closed. I want you to put it out your window and see how, the, how it responds to the sun. And I said, Rose, there's another son, S-O-N. His name is Jesus Christ. Rose, your life's not over. He can heal your grief. He can help you. And she's sobbing in the middle of McDonald's. If you're going to take Jesus at his word, and we talk about going to Africa and we talk about India, it should, sometimes you just want somebody to walk across the road and tell somebody in this town, Jesus loves you. And I came out, and the evidence guys came out after me. Ask any one of them, it's, it's absolutely, well, you know, telling the whole truth. They came out and they said, that, that old lady's standing near the bin with her mop and her bucket, just bawling her eyes out. Here's my point. We can be so self-centered and so self-consumed, we don't see Rose. But Jesus does. I want to ask you, church, are you in the place? okay, brother. It happens. Don't worry about it. Are you in the place? Do you see Rose? Have you got compassion beyond this, these walls? In the workplace, you've been, have you become so familiar with the lost that we, f- we forgot that the Holy Ghost wants to use your life and walk? Her- I'll tell you, I can preach all day. And I'll tell you, God's no interest in that. He's also told me, listen, don't just ask me to anoint you when you're preaching. If you're in McDonald's, I have the right to put my spirit on you and ask you to walk over to Rose. I don't care. Oh, I'll tell you, you talk about being deaf to self and I'll die to myself. Here I am, Lord, fill my cup. Lord, I just want you. You ever said, God, use my life and then oh hell let's lose? and you say, God, what you're doing? And they said, I'm only answering your prayer. You asked me to use your life. Are you taking Jesus at his word? I stepped out there and I walked across a room and I'll tell you, I took Jesus at his word and I went for it. And I'll tell you, bam, she broke right in the middle of McDonald's there's people here tonight and Jesus is walking over to you right now and he's saying, give me your life and I'll use it. In Psalm 119.7 it says, I am afflicted very much, quicken me according to your word. And in our afflictions, temptations, fears, anxiety. Do you know, you talk about teen challenge, there's more people on prescribed drugs addicted to prescribed drugs than there is heroin and and everything Methadone is prescribed all over our country, keeping people they say that they're free, but methadone does not keep you free. And prescribed drugs are good when they're used right. You should take them for Dr. them. but there's people so abusive on them. Do you know there's people in mansions with 18 bedrooms and they can't get a night's sleep tonight? There's people with food fridge is full of food and they they can't eat because their anxiety and fears inside. They're afflicted with their own thinking. They're afflicted deep inside. And this man said I'm afflicted. Quicken me again according to your word. One last thing from Psalm 119. It said "Plead, plead, plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to your word. Plead my cause and deliver me. You know, the Bible talks about man's conscience. Your conscience is your best friend or your worst enemy. That's the thing that tells you you're doing right or wrong. You ever went up to somebody for counseling and you know the answer you're going to get before you get there, but you're just hoping to say something different so you can go and do what you want. I, I went to a, a young man, I, I just passed my test. I went to the, you know, you went to the, they used to have AA shops then. It's on internet now, but AA shop, you go in and I said, I'd like to insure my car. It's a young minister. I was skint. First church, struggling. And she went, okay, no problem. She said, is it third party or fully comp? I thought, fully comp? Go the whole way. So she's typing away, and I'm giving her the information, you know, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, that'll be 150 pounds. Fully comp. Young guy, 150 quid. She's passed his driving test. I thought something's went wrong. And then I got this thought: No, I'm just a young minister. I thought I never done anything wrong, so it must have been her. So technically, she's the one that sent. Well, <laughs> oh, you think I'm joking? I had a battle. Spiritual warfare was right there. I had a decision to make, and I said 150. She went, "Yeah." I am. And she turned on the screen. She went. She's gone through and that, that. And I went, yeah, yeah. And then I said, that, that could be wrong. That bit, it could be wrong. It could be. Let me tell you, it was be. I said, I think that, I think you got that wrong there. I said, what that is? is bump blah blah plan. She went. <laughs> she went. That will be four hundred and fifty pounds. I was like. That. Paid her the money and went home and had a wonderful night's sleep. No torment, because my conscience was clean. And a clean conscience is a mighty enemy against the devil, and a clean conscience is full of peace. Quicken me again according to your word. Quicken me again, Lord, in this body. Quicken me again in my mind. Quicken me again in my emotions. Quicken me again. Do do, you know why I'm talking about this tonight? Because I believe God wants to disentangle us so that we can become mighty warriors for Jesus Christ. So many people are entangled again. That's why I'm talking about weakness. I really do believe there's people here looking at yourself and you think, I can't. And God said, you've never got, in 20 years time, you can still say you can't. That takes a burden off you. And know what it says in the story. This man was going back halfway home, and his other servant met him, and they said, "Listen, the servant is healed." I think Jesus, Jesus must have said at about two o'clock, "He's healed," and I think at two o'clock, wherever he was, he was tormented, he was demented, and at two o'clock, bump, he just went bang. He went, "Oh," and he went, "Right, okay," and he got them. People, what happened to you? I was in the room, just felt this power. The thing that was tormenting me snapped. The sickness was gone. And he just started serving his master again. And he just started serving everybody. you imagine when the, the guy got home and he says to the master, I think he would have went up to the master and said, Thank you. Thank you for going to Jesus and telling him all about my pain. Thank you you told him all about my sorrow, all about all my life. Thank you so much that you went because he's answered your prayer. And, you know, it's one thing getting your prayers answered, but it's, it's incredible when you're an answer to prayer. And there's somebody out there right now, there's some single parent mother hanging over a sink saying, right, there's some man who's left her with two kids, and she's thinking, God, are you there? And you chop the door, and you go, hi, we've just, the local church, we've just moved into the area, we're just wanting, you know, if you want to come to a service, we're just letting people know God loves them. And she goes, wow. I was just asking God at the sink this morning, Who's going to take Jesus at his word? Who's going to believe that the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation? We've got teams going into Nottingham at the moment and into Leicester. And already we're getting guys in the center. The most hardened. Heroin. It's one guy injecting into their groin, injecting heroin. And they're believing the gospel. They're just gone, really? And we've gone, yeah. And they're going, Yes. And we're going, oh, right. <coughs> People are getting saved. I tell you, God's still moving. Luke four eighteen, the spirit of God is upon me because he anointed me to preach good news, to proclaim the, the year of the Lord's favor. I dare you to believe God again. I dare you to believe for great things. And I can see that with conviction. Because we bought a 75-bedroomed hotel in the middle of Leicester. And they must have a credit crunch. And we opened it. And God is moving mightily. I've got nothing but faith tonight in Jesus Christ. Because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen what he can do. Last night we graduated 30 people. Young ladies who were prostitutes. Selling themselves for 10 pounds. Standing up and testifying. Jesus saved me. Jesus healed me. Because they believed God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah for Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, folks. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Praise God. Jesus said, I've never seen faith like it. Come on, let's believe. Take God at his word again. Somebody just believe. Honestly, God's chosen people are the weirdest, strangest people on earth. We shouldn't be able to do what we do. And it, that's one of the burdens of my life. I thank God I've carried burdens, but I'll tell you, I don't carry as many as I used to now because I realize now I've never been able. I've never been able. And only God knows why I thought, some days I thought I was. I've not always even lived in the victory as a Christian. I had so many problems walking through stuff. But I'll tell you, I can tell you that I'm free. I'm totally free. I'm a free man. I'm free in my conscience. I owe no man anything. God has set me free. And he sent me here tonight. And I believe the one word that God has sent to you tonight, if you could believe this foolish vessel, take Jesus at his word and just believe. Keep it simple. Get up and preach the gospel and let the Holy Ghost do what only he can do. I was preaching the cross once and somebody said to me, oh, we don't really... We don't preach it here anymore it's, it's, you know, because people don't understand it. And I thought, you know, men, you understand it. It's not your job to understand it. It's your, it's your job to preach it and let the Holy Ghost take it. You just get out of your road. But today everything's coming, is it? 19 steps how to get the anointing. Just 19. 14 steps how to build a mega church. 19 steps how to cast the demons out over your city in one day. 12 steps how to have a great marriage. 14 steps how to cast out a demon. 19 steps how to fill your bank account. When Jesus only gave us one step. Hurry up and die. And I'll use your life. I was going to write a book, but it only had one chapter, and it was called Hurry Up and Die. No other points. I could have two chapters, I suppose. You turn the next one, and it goes, You dead yet? Don't make the gospel attractive as if everything's going to be okay in your life. You tell them that the gospel is an invitation to come and die. That he might live and use your life. I got dropped off in Aberdeen once. I thought I was going on holiday and I got dropped off at a children's home. i would never been on holiday. As I gave him my life, I've traveled halfway around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I still can't believe I can drive. Can't believe I've got a family. I don't deserve anything. Nothing. Nothing. I'm still not that educated, to be honest with you. One day somebody's going to find out the truth about me. <laughs> yeah. I've got people saying to me, oh, "It's amazing what you've done in here." And look at that, and the chat, and it's nice. It's nice. I know what they mean. And I, and I say thank you, and I take the encouragement, and I go into my office. And this is the truth. I go down on my knees, and I thank God, we know. It's all grace. It's nothing but grace. If you'll give your life to Him tonight, He'll use it. We made it so complicated. Who's going to take Jesus at His word? Who's going to believe Jesus tonight? be encouraged because lollipop men and women we don't look much but boy I'll tell you in the name of Jesus we can we can take down Goliath in the name of Jesus we can conquer kingdoms shut the mouth of lions my goodness because victory is not the absent of trouble it's in spite of it that's what gives you your testimony you should be down but you're up you shouldn't be here but you are you couldn't have done it but you did I can't. And you know the death of Mr. I can't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just believe. Is, that is it too simple tonight? But I believe the Holy Ghost is giving me this word for you. I hope it's encouraged you. I hope somebody can just come out there distangled night tonight and go, where on earth am I living? Do you know what? Sometimes as Christians, the abnormal becomes normal. If you live in bondage and, 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 and unbelief and doubt long enough, you start to think it's normal. We are meant to be the voice of our nation. We're meant to have voices. We're meant to let people look at our lives and go, man, why are you still standing? Because of Jesus Christ. So keep fighting. Keep going. This is great. Honestly, I came in tonight, I was like, this is brilliant. I think It's fantastic. I can't wait to see what happens here. i yeah. will yeah. come and give you a hand myself. <laughs> Serious? Yeah. That's the kind of guy I am. I put overalls on and go for it. I'm happy wherever. Happy serving God. Happy preaching. I don't care. Ministry is not a pulpit. Ministry's life. Discipleship's life. Believing. Faith. You no know what faith means? I'm going to trust God. So why don't we dare that tonight? Let's believe God can use your life. Amen. Let's stand for a moment. I'm going to ask a guy in the piano to come up.